huge news, years in the making, my brand new book that my publishers refuse to publish, Money Matrix. Beat the money system and build generational wealth. Understand the three main ways that the banks productize you and make money from you. You'll be able to turn that system against itself, build generational wealth and multiple streams of recurring income. It's all at moneymatrix.cash. And if you're quick, the first few hundred registrants and buyers will receive many special bonuses from me. The brand new Moneymaker Summit three-day special event. Meet me at a champagne reception. Meet me at a multi-millionaire networking dinner. Go now, moneymatrix.cash. This is huge. The Money Podcast by best-selling author of Money, Rob Moore, dives into how to make, manage, and master money. How to know more, make more, and give more. How to save, invest, and raise money. The Money Podcast is for anyone who wants to make more money in a job, profession, or passion. For money masters and money disasters. They say money doesn't make you happy. Rob says it does. Herein lies the most simple way to do more of what you love and outsource, leverage, delegate the rest. Uh, To stop wastage, duplication, frustration, uh, and to be able to choose more the things you want to do towards your business and your uh, general life success that make you feel inspired, that you're, you're good at, that are your strengths. So you're probably going to kick yourself that you've not done this, it's that simple. Um, But sometimes the most simple strategies are the most effective. So whatever you do, whether you're a one man band, just you or, you know, you have an enterprise and staff and outsourcers, you get two pieces of paper or sheets in a notebook or pages on an Evernote folder. Uh, And in one, you brain dump all the things that you know you or other people need to get done uh, in your life or your enterprise. You know, all the admin tasks, all the software that you have to use, all the decisions, all the management, you know, just like a brain dump. You could even just write one thing each on one single post in and just stick sort of 60 of them on a wall. So, you know, because there's probably a few things that will come out that you should be doing that you haven't done or you haven't thought of yet. Uh, And so that'll be a good exercise for you to be very clear on all the things that need to be done. Then what you do is you um, on the second sheet... Uh, You put a line down the middle and you put me uh, and then on the other side, you put not me. Now, if you have a business partner, you put your name on one side and their name on the other. If you have one outsourcer that you use, you put your name and then that person's name. If you have a big enterprise, but, you know, you ultimately say manage an MD or a a, a personal assistant, you on one side and your MD or your personal assistant on the other side. And then what you do on your side is you pick those post-it notes or write down only the things that you know you have to do, but are willing to do, you love to do, or are a high key result area or income generating task, i.e. they're very worth your time. And then everything else goes on to the other side. Now, that might be the case that you only have five or seven things on your side, but that'll probably bring in 80% of your pleasure and 80% of the results and 80% of the money. And you might have 35 or 40 on the other side, and it might look out of kilter or imbalanced. But just because the amount of tasks are imbalanced doesn't mean the results are imbalanced, because no two tasks 
have the same output. Uh, you could spend three hours on a piece of admin. I don't know why I hit my laptop when I said that. Or you can spend five minutes on the phone doing a deal worth 10,000 or 100,000 pounds. So no two units of time or no two tasks have the same output. And it's not about time or energy. It's about smarts and decisions and leverage. Now, this is especially important if you have a business partner or you're looking for a business partner. Because I know a lot of people are looking for a business partner. Obviously, they know that I have a, a pretty long term and pretty successful relationship with my current business partner, hopefully lifelong business partner, Mark Homer. Uh, and in the first sort of, what, nine months of working together, we didn't do this. So we both did the bits we both loved, which meant that neither of us did the bits we both hated. So all of our weaknesses and, er and areas of sort of um, lack of progress or problems or difficulties or wastage or the black bottomless pit of money all came from when Mark and I were looking at each other going, well, I don't want to do that. And he was like, well, I don't want to do that. Well, you do that. No, that's not my job. No, that's not my job. So there were some things neither of us did. But weirdly, the things that we both did, that we both were good at, we got in each other's way, we duplicated, we chased each other's tails. And so we ended up messing those up as well. Mark and I would both go to viewings. We'd both try and negotiate with the vendor two on one. And I'd have my style and he'd have his style. And in the end, we realised his style was better. So we just got me out of the equation. Um, and it was after reading books like E-Myth and you know, Built to Sell and Scaling Up that I thought, you know, I know all this stuff, but I've got to do it. So Mark and I sat down. We literally back then just got a piece of paper. We wrote all the jobs on it, every single one. Might have been 50, 60 at the time. Uh, and then, you know, I took maybe 12. He took maybe 12. Uh, and then the rest, we realised we could have a, a, a PA or what you can now have a virtual PA. Now, three quarters of those jobs, it was just patently obvious who should be doing what. Because I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to do that. And Mark's like, great, because I don't. But I want to do that and that and that. And I'm like, great, because I don't. But then about a third of the tasks that were left, he was like, well, I don't want to do that. And I, I am, well, nor do I. And then some of them were like, I want to do that. And he said, well, so do I. So we negotiated those last few off. And then we had a blueprint, a model, a manual, a template um, that we both could refer to. Now, sometimes when you're managing staff uh, and partners and yourself, accountability is hard. But if you've got on a piece of paper, which could be almost become a heads of terms in a way, a pre-contract, uh, and you've both sat down and committed and agreed and negotiated. This is my tasks and roles and responsibilities. And these are yours. And you're bought into each and you love most of them, but you're, you're going to own the, the few others. That is accountability and commitment both ways. Because you know what your partner's got to do. He knows what he's going to do or she. And so they crack on and do it. You know what you've got to do. You want to do what you do well to prove that you've got value to them. And so all this accountability that we're all seeking naturally comes. It stops you wasting loads of time. It stops you missing things. It stops you duplicating things, wasting things. It's especially like triple important if you're in business with the person you're also in bed with, you know, if you're a life partner and a business partner. And I just had a one-to-one -one coaching call with someone who's a life partner and business partner and he asked for the two main bits of advice working together. And the first one was this, do this. Um, and because one plus one equals like three cubed if you delineate roles and responsibilities. Whereas one plus one equals 0.25 if there's all this muddling and confusion and duplication. The second thing I said to him, and this is relevant for business partners, staff or, you know, um, people you work with that you're also in life partnership with. You have to have time when you're not in business mode. You know, so have a date night, have two or three nights a week where it's Netflix night or, or these two nights where we don't talk about business after six o'clock. 
because you can just end up talking about business till 10 o'clock at night and the friendship and the love and the intimacy gets overtaken. Um, and yeah, it could just, you know, like your life partnership is more, is more important than your business partnership because if the life partnership goes, the business partnership has probably gone. Uh, and Gemma and I got to the point where 10, 11 o'clock at night, we're still talking about business. We've done it all day together every day. And then, 10, you know, nine o'clock at night when we should be relaxing, at dinner when we should be relaxing. You know, we're just talking about business and she wants to wait until she's got me so she can get me to make decisions when I'm not in decision making mode. Um, and, and me the same, asking her to do things because I'm sitting with her and she's not in the office. Then she'd start moaning a bit about the business. Um, and then I'd take it personally. Then I'd start barking orders, which she'd take personally. And then I wouldn't get any for a long time. <laughs> um, yeah. So here's the thing, though. So we made a rule to stop talking about business after like seven o'clock. Um, and then we started emailing each other when we're next to each other in the bed and just pissing each other off through email. Now, I'm, you know, I'm not saying like, you know, after work, five o'clock, seven days a week, you can never talk about business. And sometimes we'll talk about business, but it's not our business. You know, it's general business. And that's fun. I'm just saying you have to have a few times a week, like you need to work, rest and play um, where, you know, you could just sort of detox from it. it. And same with business partner. You know, I'll sometimes go a week or two week when I, weeks where I don't really see Mark. And the first sort of 18 months, we lived in each other's pockets. We were socially together. We were going out the town together. We were going to events together and we were working together. And at points I know we just, you know, we're good friends, we get on well, we have a lot in common, but at times we were just too much for each other because anyone is too much for anyone if you spend all day, every day with them. So have that sort of downtime. Okay, quick summary then, um, if you've just tuned or listened in, and I know people are giving me a lot of feedback that they like the summaries at the end. So if you want to remo remove wastage, duplication, if you want to do more of what you love and less of what you don't, you note down all the tasks that need to be done. Uh, and on one side of a sheet of paper, one half, you write down only the jobs, the roles, the tasks that you love to do that make the most money in the shortest time are key result areas or you feel like you have to do because they make a massive benefit in, in your business. And currently you have no one else who can do it. And out of 50 or 60 tasks, hopefully that's five, seven or 10. It shouldn't be half. If it's half, it's way too many. Then on the other half, you put all the rest. Now that might be through a business partner, a staff member that you manage, or it might be through an outsourcer or a VA. And then you have reverse opposing complementary accountability. You do only your bits. They do only their bits. One plus one equals three cubed. And then secondly, if you're in partnership with staff, life partners, business partners, have time off as well as time on so you can recharge and, and, and admire and, and love each other for who you are, not just a clashing from a business perspective. Um, sometimes the marriages that last the longest are not couples that spend 24 hours a day together. You know, they spend three hours a day together, so they don't have time to fatigue from each other. And so it is with business and your stuff. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you found this video podcast useful. If you're not listening on the audio because you're watching me on a video, I have two podcasts. The Disruptive Entrepreneur and Money. So if you search the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast or Money podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud or Google or wherever you uh, listen to audio, then you'll be able to find, what, about 300 episodes I've done in the last three years on either one of those two podcasts. And if you are listening on the podcast, thanks for being a podcast listener. I think you're awesome. Thanks for being a follower of my work. Um, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Everything.